This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. With us today on Catholic Review Radio is Bishop Robert Barron. Bishop Barron is Auxiliary Bishop of Los Angeles and founder of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. He's also the host of Catholicism, a groundbreaking documentary about the Catholic faith that aired on PBS, and you might have seen it on video at your parish. A lot of parishes do that. And in the interest of full disclosure, Bishop Barron and I were college seminary classmates way back in the day. Welcome to the show, Bishop Barron. Hey, Chris. Always good to see you. Bishop Barron, you have a new book on the rosary with options to pray the rosary via podcast at wordonfire.org. Why is the rosary such an important prayer for people? It's simple, yet many find deep comfort in the devotion, although sometimes it's a little bit hard for them to understand. Yeah. You know, Chris, our generation, you remember this, we were even in the seminary, no one, we were kind of discouraged from praying the rosary. It seemed like too private a, de- a devotion. Yeah, right. That was part of it, I think. We were really big into, we are in this thing together, you know. Right. But also, like, ah, oh, your grandmother prayed the rosary, and, you know, aren't there more kind of up-to-date liturgical forms and so on? But I found, I mean, I, I got over that in time, and as maybe a function of growing older, too, but I find the rosary now such a, a wonderful prayer. Here's something I go back to a lot. Uh, when we were in school, we all read Thomas Merton, right? It was the great mm-hmm. spiritual teacher. Merton talked about the monkey mind, and he, he got that from his Buddhist friends. And the monkey mind is the mind that's leaping all over the place. You know, it's like, I can do this, I'll do that, and I stay here for a little bit, and I go somewhere else. And it's the restless, unfocused mind, right? Mm-hmm. And the Buddhists talk about the calming of the monkey mind. You have to kind of bring that mind under control and into focus before you can really pray. And Merton thought the rosary was a great Christian example of that because the, the, the repetition of the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, not that you're like focusing on every single word, it's more of a, of a mantra is set up as you pray. And what that does is it calms the mind that's leaping all over and then allows you to move into a contemplative space where now the mysteries can be contemplated. So you're going through the joyful mysteries or the sorrowful mysteries, but if your monkey mind is, I'm worried about this and about that, and I'm going to go here, and then tomorrow I got that to worry about, you're not going to f- contemplate. So like Merton said, the Hail Marys can be a great way to dispose yourself for contemplation. And I think it has that function. Something else I love about the rosary is it doesn't get you anywhere. So <laughs> you do the beginning, then you, you go all the way around, and you get back exactly where you started. We're, see, we're, we're so focused on, I got to get somewhere, and I got to accomplish this, and I got to do that. The rosary goes, no, no, you don't have to. You can just calm down, breathe deeply, calm the monkey mind, focus on these beautiful points of contemplation, and you don't get anywhere. You're just meant to sit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here because I'm kind of a high-energy, get-things-done kind of guy. All right, sit down, relax, calm the monkey mind, and contemplate. 
And I think that's a great gift of the rosary. Mm -hmm. I think it's certainly a good option that you say, well, I can talk to God in my own words. I can do all mm -hmm. of that. And that's wonderful. But then at yeah. times you spend your effort trying to say, well, I, I've got to say just the right thing to God. And sometimes this focus and this, yeah, you know, it just points you in the right direction. Do you, do you have this experience, I wonder, when you pray, because I do, is I'll be I'm trying to work something out, or I'm mad about something, or I, you know, Lord, why don't you just, and I'm, I'm trying to find even the right, how do I even ask for this correctly? And I, something in me says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, right. blessed art thou. That it just, it, okay, okay, leave, I don't know how to ask, Lord. I don't know how to ask you for this even. I, I don't know what I want. But I know these are holy words, and I'm just going to say them. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a great release in that. I can be absolved from my own self preoccupation, you know, mm -hmm. and pray these holy words. Yeah. When I used to do the practice of centering prayer, one of the things of that yeah. is to try to just empty yourself, and and if right. a thought comes along, acknowledge it and then push let it aside it and let yeah. it go. And and this, I think, it can be a very similar practice where you can just refocus on that. And sometimes when I find myself tired or whatever, and I'm praying the rosary and I start a Hail Mary and I get halfway through it and I, and I mess it up and I'm like, that's all right. God doesn't care. I'll just start over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Fine. You know, I'll tell you a quick story about the mantra thing. I, I was in Dublin, I think it was three years ago now doing a retreat for the priests of Dublin, which I loved. It was a great experience, but one of the evenings they had the rosary. Well, of course I'm all Irish. So I totally get this. <laughs> the Dublin priests got together they finish the rosary, I am not joking, in like six minutes. Because they're really Irish. Hail Mary for the great start. Hail Mary for the great start. And that's what they did. And at first I found it kind of funny as I, but then as they were doing it, what it set up was this. It was like a, a rhythm and a cadence. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was this, this mantra like rhythm and that we all just kind of got into it. And, and that's an ancient thing, I bet, for the Irish. You know, that, that style goes way back. I remember my grandmother, my Irish grandmother, praying the rosary exactly that way. So anyway, I, I got it that day. I remember thinking, that's a mantra these, these guys are producing. There we go. <laughs> Bishop Barron, for so long, there were three sets of mysteries of the rosary. Yeah. Pope John Paul introduced a fourth, the luminous mysteries, in 2002. Do you have a favorite set of mysteries to meditate on or... Well, I, I do love the Luminous Mysteries. I think it was cool that he added those. At first, it was sort of controversial, mm -hmm. but I think it's neat. And, you know, the Transfiguration, Establishment of the Eucharist, the Proclamation of the Kingdom, and I think it was neat that he introduced those. Probably the Glorious Mysteries I, I enjoy because they're so strange, and they're the ones that draw you most kind of up and out of yourself, you know, from the Resurrection, the Ascension, the Assumption, crowning of Mary, queen of heaven. So that's what we talked about. You know, that's the, that's the assumption is Mary becoming queen of heaven. I just love how, how strange and mysterious those are, but they're all great. And that's why they're mysteries. <laughs> that's why they're mysteries, right? I know you have a whole book instructing people how to pray the rosary, Yeah, but can you take just a few minutes to explain to people at least why we start the rosary with three Hail Marys for faith, hope, love? Oh yeah. Right. Which is interesting, isn't it? See, faith, hope, and love are the theological virtues. So unlike the cardinal virtues, which are justice and prudence and temperance and courage, those go back to Aristotle. The, the cardinal virtues are excellences, moral excellences, that we can cultivate or develop. So by doing courageous things, you become more courageous. By doing prudent things, you become more prudent, etc. So that's okay. Those are things we can sort of cultivate. The theological virtues, though, 
we can't acquire them. We can only beg for them. They can only be received because they're ways of participating in God's own life. But I need all three of them if I'm really going to live anything like a spiritual life. So the cardinal virtues, I can live a morally virtuous life. That's true, like Aristotle and Cicero. But if I want to live a really elevated supernatural life, I need more than that. I need the virtues that come as a grace. Faith, right? That Aquinas says you can't please God without faith because faith opens the door to everything else. Hope is the ordering of my life to my ultimate end in God. Love is what God is, right? So at the beginning of the rosary, what I'm doing is I'm begging, because I can't acquire them on my own. I'm begging God, please give me these three things that will allow me entree into the world opened up by the rosary. Does that that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. You have to open that door, but it's got to come to you as a gift. So you have to pray for it. Mm -hmm. Much like grace is a gift. We don't earn it. We don't don't deserve it, but God gives it to us anyway. Right, but you ask for it. You ask for it. So at the beginning of the rosary, as a kind of propedeutic, it's a little, it's the way into the rosary proper. We have to ask to have that door open to us. Mm-hmm. That's how I understand those three Hail Marys. That's neat. What's the best way for people to reflect when praying the rosary? Is there a best way? I'll cite Merton again, which is uh, take the time. When he was asked, what's the best thing I can do to improve my prayer life? And that was his answer, which is a cool answer. Take the time. The best thing to do is to say every day, I'm going to pray the rosary. And if it takes me 20 minutes, which is kind of the, that's not the Irish style, <laughs> that's yeah, seven minutes. Right. But most of us, it's around like 20 minutes. Okay. Dedicate yourself every single day. I'm going to take 20 minutes. I recommend to people a lot your car. I think the car is a good little monastic cell because there you're by yourself typically. Out here, it's like Chicago. I'm caught in traffic all the time. So you can complain and you can, you can bemoan the traffic or take the rosary down and say, okay, Lord, you've given me 20 minutes here in traffic, and I'm going to pray for all those people that asked me to pray for them. So we all get that. I mean, right. hey, Father, pray for me, or hey, Chris, could you pray for my... Okay, Lord, I'm now going to give all those people to you, and I'm going to spend 20 minutes uh, praying. So take the time. I, I'd echo Merton there. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have nine brothers and sisters, so there's 10 of us and 10 families. That's perfect for a decade. Everybody gets beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it works Good. out really well. <laughs> I didn't know your family was that big. I didn't realize, I didn't, if I knew that, I'd forgotten it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but there's a lot of theories about who first popularized the rosary oh, yeah. and when. But for those who don't know, what's a really quick history of the rosary? Well, it's complicated, actually. Um, It's often, as you say, associated with St. Dominic. And I I love the Dominicans. I love St. Dominic. So I'll give full credit there. The story is that the Blessed Mother appeared to Dominic and and gave him, showed him the rosary prayer. Um, And again, I'm not denying for a second that Dominic had some powerful experience of the Blessed Mother. But likely, something like the rosary probably predated that. They think the link is this, that the monks prayed the 150 Psalms as part of their monastic discipline. Now, ordinary believers would say, look, I'm not a monk, I'm not a a sister, I don't have time for that, but could I pray the 150, they think it might have been our fathers at first, and then it became our fathers and Hail Marys. Can I pray those as kind of my own smaller version of what the monks do in the monasteries? So these prayer ropes with the the beads or knots Mm -hmm. were certainly circulating in the Christian world, probably before Dominic. But did Dominic give it a certain kind of impetus and focus? Yeah. 
that his Dominican brothers used the rosary in their engagement of the Albigensian heresy and all that, and it gave an impetus to it. I think that's certainly true. It's given its final form, I believe it's in the, in the 16th century, that what we now know as the rosary in its, in its form and with the number. But so I'd say probably from around, oh, 10th to the 16th century, it was evolving and developing, but with a particular focus on Dominic. I love the fact that Dominicans, of course, this day, on their habit, wear the 150-bead rosary, this like really epic-looking rosary. So uh, I'll give them a lot of credit, but uh, it, it evolved over time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking about the rosary, and we've been talking with Bishop Robert Barron, author, speaker, auxiliary bishop of Los Angeles, and founder of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Learn more about the books and other resources available from his ministry at wordonfire.org. Thank you, Bishop Bob, for being with us today. Chris, always a joy. Thanks. Thank you. After the break, we're going to talk about the Ranger Rosary, of which more than a million and a half have been distributed to the military and veterans. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. When Audrey Powers went boldly into space October 13th with the actor who played the original Captain Kirk on Star Trek, the thoughts, prayers, and cheers of Mount DeSales Academy, her alma mater, went with her. As Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations, Powers was one of four crew members on the second human flight of Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket from its base in West Texas. Actor William Shatner, 90, who sat next to Powers during the successful mission, became the oldest man to fly into space. In Catonsville, fellow students from the class of 1994 joined other Mount DeSales alumni, staff, and faculty to watch the historic flight. Students were unable to attend because they were taking exams, but alumni from a 60-mile radius were invited. The watch party was also streamed on Facebook Live and was held in the school's brand new Center for Performing Arts and Student Life. Powers, who is valedictorian as well as the Mount the Sales girl of her graduating class, is Blue Origin's Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations. After graduating from Mount the Sales, Powers earned degrees in Aeronautical and Astronautical Engineering from Purdue University and subsequently worked as an engineer. Her experience includes spending 2,000 hours of console time at NASA's Mission Control for the International Space Station. In 2008, Powers earned her law degree from the Jesuit Santa Clara University School of Law. While in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, she was a parishioner of St. Louis and Clarksville. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matasek. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. 
We're back on Catholic Review Radio. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. In our first segment, we talked with Bishop Bob Barron about the rosary in general. But for this segment, we're going to talk to a couple of people who head up a very specific project to spread this important devotion. With us now are Mari Brady, president of Ranger Rosary, and Redemptorist Father Pat Woods, pastor of St. Mary's Parish in Annapolis, Maryland. Ranger Rosary is a nonprofit organization started at St. Mary's in 2003. And now more than a dozen parishes in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, 11 currently, have been or are involved in the project, but it's even bigger than that. It's, it's gone kind of nationwide and worldwide. So welcome to the show, Mari and Father Pat. Thank you. It's nice to be here. How did Ranger Rosary get started and how did it become such a big effort? Well, Chris, it started well before 2003 with a parishioner of St. Mary's, Sergeant Frank Ristano, who's currently retired from the Army. But he was making rosaries with his children and taking them on deployment when he went to Bosnia and elsewhere as a peacekeeper. And chaplains that he interacted with all said, we'd love to have these rosaries. He and his family started making them. It grew beyond his family's ability to maintain it. So in 2003, he came to the pastor at St. Mary's and said, please, can you find someone to run this ministry? And that's when Pat Evans took over and built us from the ground up. And we've been going strong ever since to the tune of over one and a half million rosaries now. My goodness, that's great. Well, uh, what is a Ranger Rosary and, and how are they distributed? How many states and countries have you reached? Oh, golly, we've been to 40 states at just about every military installation that's out there, several VA hospitals and military installations all over the world. We've sent to NATO forces. We've sent to ally forces in Asia. It's really an incredible effort. And they all go made by hand and then packed and shipped around the country. Father Pat, why is this ministry so important to St. Mary's? St. Mary's is a parish directed by the Congregation of the Holy Redeemer, the Redemptorist. And our founder, St. Alphonsus, is one of the great lovers of the Blessed Mother of all the saints. All the saints love Mary. But Alphonsus had a very profound devotion to her. And, and we Redemptorists were uh, formed in that devotion. Our own specialty is Our Lady of Perpetual Help, the icon. So any devotion to Mary is treasured by us. And our parish is named after Mary under the title of the Immaculate Conception. So uh, St. Mary's has been here, at least with the Redemptorists, since the time of the Civil War. And so we're very proud to share in some of the great work that Mari and her group does. We're very proud of it. And any promotion of the rosary, I think is a blessing to the church and to the people of God. That's great. Mari, how do you connect with the Archdiocese for the military services and with other chaplains in, in the military? I understand that you work with not just Catholic chaplains, right? Absolutely. We are very good about getting the word out. I'm told that on the defense general supply schedule, which is the federal government's warehouse, if you will, for ordering all supplies within the military, under chaplain supplies, we are the first listing for where chaplains can get supplies. And we've had every Protestant persuasion, even a rabbi, contact us and support us with uh, distributing the rosaries to 
the men and women in the armed forces under their ministry. Describe for us a little bit the Ranger Rosary. I have one. I carry it in my backpack briefcase. This is a little bit more sturdy than most rosaries people would have, right? Yes, it is. We have a custom parachute cord that's made for us in Pennsylvania that we use so that it will withstand up to 500 pounds of pressure. The beads are plastic, non-reflective. We use a plastic crucifix so that there are no metal parts, nothing that'll clank when someone's out on deployment. We have a separate color, a unique color for each branch of the service, as well as when we had the folks in Iraq, we had a special color we called desert camo. And then we had a special color urban camo for the folks in Afghanistan. So those were at that time, very popular colors. Now we've got one that goes with the generic camouflage uniform that the troops wear, but it's a brown and green. And that is the most popular color now that we ship out. You've given this a whole lot of thought, haven't you? (laughs) Well, it, it isn't just me. We've got hundreds of really dedicated, loyal, faithful, and I mean that in the spiritual sense, volunteers. We have seen, in fact, from our own prayer board that we have up at St. Mary's, one of the young men who was deployed has since uh, joined the religious life. And the rosary coordinator at St. Andrew by the Bay was, I believe, just ordained within the Baltimore Archdiocese this past year. You know, we've had a lot of Mary reaching out and bringing the people who hold these rosaries and pray these rosaries to a closer relationship with God. It's wonderful. I understand that Ranger Rosary is a 501c3 nonprofit, so it's, you know, contributions are tax deductible. It's also an all-volunteer organization. How can others join the effort, either, you know, through other parishes or through your own parish, Father Pat? Well, I kind of leave a lot of that to Mari because they seem to um, be very well organized and We try to offer uh, some assistance. I think they just had their annual collection at Mass because I think our our parish is very proud of it, especially we're in the the Naval Academy community. We have many people from the military, in particular the Navy. So I think I leave it. I think we have many volunteer groups, and I'm sure some of them uh, through CNN advertised. At every Wednesday Mass, at least it seems to me, I often have the 1210 Mass on Wednesday. There's a shopping cart full of rosaries on the altar or near the altar, and we bless it. And I always remind the people how special this is that these rosaries made by people of faith are going all over the world. To answer your question, Chris, when you ask how do folks get a hold of us, we have an email, Ranger Rosary Inc., at verizon.net. And we also have a website, www.rangerrosary.org. And all the information on how to join us, how to contact us would be there on the website. Now, I assume that folks can help there with some of the costs. (laughs) You have to pay for your supplies. You've got to pay for shipping and distribution, and you got to pay for outreach. So how can people help with that? The information how to reach us is there on the website. They're welcome to send us checks in the mail. And we also are able to take credit card donations through PayPal. 
That's very nice of you to give us a plug. Thank you. Well, it's important for people to understand how to support this. When you're talking about a million and a half rosaries, that's no small feat, right? Indeed. And we have been particularly blessed with incredible generosity from St. Mary's, not just in a monetary sense, but the parish has supported us from the very beginning with space. And you can imagine, you know, just storing the beads and the cord and the crucifixes and the holy cards for those million and a half rosaries takes a bit of space. I bet it does. Father Pat, you talked about blessing these on, on a regular basis. Why is it so important to make sure that this is blessed before it goes out into the field? So I think it's just a beautiful tradition and custom of the church that uh, what we call a sacramentals uh, are blessed because they're used for a sacred purpose. So we I would imagine sometimes when people get these roses, they still may ask someone to bless them, but we want to make sure they are blessed. I, I want to share just a, a simple thought I that connects me. Years ago, I was in a parish in Long Island, and I don't know if Mari was involved or not, then probably was. And uh, my nephew was a West Point graduate, and he was deployed to uh, Iraq several times. And naturally, that was a great worry. And, I think the first time he was leaving, we had a mass in our house and all the family gathered to pray for him. And I happened to have written to Annapolis, never knowing I'd be stationed there someday. And I got a great group of Ranger rosaries delivered to me. And I was able to give everyone in the family one of those rosaries. And I know Tom carried it very faithfully and thank God he's home and now retired. So that I always have a special place in my heart for the Ranger Rosaries. That's wonderful. Well, we have been talking today about the Ranger Rosary and its incredible success with Mari Brady, who is president of Ranger Rosary, and with Father Pat Woods, pastor of St. Mary's Parish in Annapolis. Thank you so much, both of you, for being with us today. Thank you. For You're welcome. Thank you, Mari, for your great work. Oh, thank you, Father, for our, your support. Thank you. And this is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Review Radio. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.